Thank you for listening to us today. This is the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCreary, your host, and today I'm joined by Tim Pollard. Tim leads the Explore the Bible kids team, and Tim was with us a few weeks ago when we were looking at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So, Tim, thank you for being with us again today as we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Once again, I just appreciate the opportunity to share with you. Thanks. Well, let's look at this passage. We're going to be looking at chapter 9, verses 1 through 10. The three main outline points are sober truth, seek life, and enjoy. That first statement I just made, sober truth, looks at Ecclesiastes 9, 1 through 3. In those verses, Solomon shared that all people will die regardless of their level of human righteousness or wickedness. He also notes that all people have evil in their hearts. In the second section, Seek Life, which is Ecclesiastes 9, 4 through 6, Solomon asserted that in light of the certainty of physical death, God's people should realize the preciousness of life. While alive, there is hope of finding purpose and reward. That third point, which is verses 7 through 10 of Ecclesiastes 9, is enjoy. In this section, Solomon directed God's people to enjoy life, making the most of God's provisions. He encouraged people to work hard while living, since the things on earth can only be enjoyed while living here. The main point there is that believers should treat life as precious, making the most of their lives for Christ's glory. I didn't really point out the main points of those other three, other two points. That first point, sober truth, the main point is all people must prepare for death. The second one, seek life, is that believers can live with hope and purpose, knowing that Christ defeated death through his resurrection. And the third one, which is what you just mentioned, is that believers should treat life as precious, making the most of their lives for Christ's glory. So, Tim, here we are. We've gone through all of these things in Ecclesiastes. We've come to chapter 9. And now we have this idea of death. Talking about death, it's uncomfortable at best. So what are some tips that you can share with us that will help us overcome that feeling of uncomfortableness? You know, one of the the first things that I would say is that, yes, uh, talking about death is uncomfortable. um, But I think one of the things that Solomon really was trying to do in this chapter is, is help people to understand that while death is an uncomfortable subject, it, it is something that is going to affect everyone. Um, death is is part of life, and I think that really kind of piggybacks on what we talked about a, a couple of weeks ago when we looked at Ecclesiastes chapter three. You know, Solomon really started that whole section by saying, you know, there is a time to be born and a time to die, and those are the extremes of the life that God has given to us. Um, so though it's uncomfortable for us to think about, it it is something that's going to happen to everyone. And one of the points that Solomon really tries to make in in those first couple verses is the fact that that it is no respecter of of persons. Uh, You can be the the lowest of the low or the the greatest of the great, and and death is something that's going to affect everybody. So it it is something that's going to happen to everybody. So... In that context, we really need to think of life as being something that we get to enjoy in the meantime. And it, it should really inspire us to, to live in a way that helps us to 
help others know that ultimately where we want to end up is in God's goodness and not be worried about not ending up there, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, in the group plans, one of the things that's, that's uh, included there is for us to look at Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 19. And those verses point to the idea, or to the truth, actually, that those who have Christ have hope, and yet those who reject him have no hope whatsoever. And so this is a great place, when we're, especially when we're looking at those verses 4 through 6, for us to remind folks of the hope found in Christ uh, that he's overcome death through his resurrection, but also help folks be rem be reminded of the importance of making that commitment, knowing that if they reject that offer to salvation, then they are, they have no hope and they should be afraid of death at that point. And so this does gives us that opportunity to have that discussion. I'm trying to scare somebody into heaven, but I also <laughs> don't want to be um, untruthful right. when I'm talking to them either. Now, speaking of hell and heaven, we see the mm -hmm. word sheol, S-H-E-O-L, through this passage. What's the Hebrew understanding of that term, and how does that compare to our understanding of death? Well, that's a really good question. Um, so there is a little bit of difference between Old Testament understanding of what Shia was and, and a New Testament understanding. And I think that that will be helpful for us as we kind of look at, at this information. So Shia really in the Old Testament understanding or the Hebrew understanding of it was a, a place of separation from God. And I think ultimately in our New Testament understanding of that, you know, that's ultimately where people go who... Uh, upon death are are separated from God. Um, and before death, you know, there obviously is the opportunity for people to to come to that understanding. I think one of the things that is really interesting because we read that that term, Sheol, is in many places in the Old Testament. While it is the place where people who die without God are separated from Him, uh, there's also the idea in, in several places in the Old Testament where people like Moses and David and Daniel, Isaiah, uh, many of those also contradict that with the idea of once death occurs, there will be continued fellowship with God. Um, so you know, we think in our New Testament context of living forever with God in that relationship, that's still a concept that, that was talked about in the Old Testament. And I think a lot of times we kind of kind of overlook that idea as being in the Old Testament content, uh, Old Testament teaching, uh, but it is. Uh, it is something that, that does show up in there as well. That brings the whole idea of Scripture being one message to the table at that, at that point, doesn't it? Absolutely. How does a healthy understanding of death give us a healthy perspective on life? That seems to be what Solomon's pointing to here is that have, if we have this healthy understanding of death and we'll gain this healthy understanding of life, can we have one without the other? Think of it, uh, how should the brevity of life motivate us to action and how should that impact our attitude? Uh, th those are multiple questions, but it's really one question. Um, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> They're all tied to the same answer, I think, but 
but th that's a question that, that this lesson, I think, forces us to ask is the, the nature of a healthy understanding of death uh, and how that pushes us to a healthy understanding or perspective on life. Well, and that all really goes back to, to what we started off this conversation talking about. You know, it is um, it's having in that healthy understanding of death, knowing that everybody is going to die, knowing that uh, death is the end unless Christ returns uh, before that. Ultimately, that does lead us to a very healthy understanding of, of what we need to do as we live our lives on the earth. And, and that is to glorify God. I mean, that's what we said earlier. God gave us this life in order to glorify Him. And that's what we need to be about. And that should give us hope. And that should give us um, the motivation to do things in everything, in all that we do, uh, you know, our desire needs to be to, to honor God and to live a life that, that honors Him in each and every way. And the fact that our, our life is brief, uh, you know, we don't know the end of it. Yeah, a comedian used to quip, you know, my I don't know when I'm going to die because my birth certificate didn't have an expiration date on it. <laughs> That's a funny way for us to think about it, but it is true. You know, we don't know when the end of our life is. And only God does. Uh, but that should motivate us to live each and every day in a way uh, that serves to honor and glorify Him. For us, when we wake up in the morning, number one, we should thank God that we woke up. And number two, we should try to find a way to use that day as a day that honors Him in some form or fashion because we didn't have to have that day. And that, that's a, a demonstration of His grace in our life at that point. When I've been studying this, this passage what kept coming back to my mind was a, was a lesson we studied in Luke, in Luke chapter 6, um, when we studied Luke back in the spring, or actually this would have been in the winter time, where we are told that we're to be gracious because God is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. And what struck that chord with me is here in the beginning of this, we're reminded that all of us have evil hearts. And that passage in Luke 6, 35, reminded me that uh, that God is mm. gracious to the ungrateful and the evil. And I think, yes, he is to those ungrateful and evil people. But then I have to realize I, I, I'm one of those ungrateful and evil people too. And so it helps remind me of God's grace granted to me in spite of my ungratefulness and evil, as Luke says it. But here again, we see that idea in Ecclesiastes 9, chapter 1. Uh, excuse me, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 being expressed in, in, a, in a similar way. Uh, before we go, Tim, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining us today, helping us think through uh, this passage in Ecclesiastes 9. Uh, but before we go, I want to remind our listeners about Extra. We identify a current news event and describe a way of using that news story to introduce and conclude the group time. The file is free and it works with the group plans in the Adult Leader Guide and the Leader Helps in the Adult Daily Discipleship Guide. You can find these ideas on the Explore the Bible website by typing the following in your web browser. That's goexplorethebible.com forward slash leader extras with no spaces. Goexplorethebible.com forward slash leader extras. Thank you again for listening to us today. We hope you'll encourage other teachers to tune in next week. Next week, we'll be looking at session 13. We'll be finishing up our study of the book of Ecclesiastes. Mike Livingston will be joining me, and we'll be talking about what is life all about.